Hello and welcome to Grain Insight, a CN update on getting your grain to market. I'm David Shidnovic, and joining me is Janet Drysdale, Vice President Sustainability at CN. Janet, thanks for joining me today on the podcast. And can we start with a bit of background on your role and responsibilities with CN? Absolutely, David, and thanks so much for having me. As VP Sustainability, I am responsible for CN's Integrated Sustainability Strategy, CN's Center of Excellence Sustainability Team, as well as CN's Environment and Corporate Safety Teams. Basically, I am a loud and proud advocate for the rail industry, Canada's critical supply chains, women in transportation, and the transition to a lower carbon economy. Thanks, Janet. So sustainability and ESG, or environmental social governance, seem to be big buzzwords right now. What's the difference between ESG and sustainability, and what are CN strategies and priorities in relation to that? Well, David, 2020 and 2021 have been watershed years for sustainability and ESG due to the rise of social issues and the very real impacts of climate change. There are some subtle differences between sustainability and ESG, with sustainability being more of a blanket term to describe doing well by doing good. While ESG is a more precise measurement of a company's environmental, social, and governance performance, but it's pretty safe to use the terms interchangeably. At CN, our sustainability journey started well over a decade ago. We call it delivering responsibly, and it's really at the heart of how we're building for a sustainable future. We anchor ourselves on five pillars environment, safety, people, community, and governance. And to put it simply, our focus is really to move our customers' goods safely and efficiently, to do so with minimal impact on the environment, to attract, develop, and retain top diverse talent, to help build safer, stronger communities, and to adhere to the highest ethical standards. For our discussion today, what I'd really like to focus on is the environment pillar and more specifically why rail is part of the climate solution. Well, now rail is roughly four times more efficient than truck when it comes to fuel efficiency. How much of a strategic advantage is that in terms of competitiveness and how important is ESG for end customers? Well, the short answer is more important than ever. Uh, We're seeing more and more customers making transportation decisions Uh, capital investment decisions, and strategic business decisions based on their carbon footprint and their efforts to transition to a lower carbon future. For many of our customers, GHG emissions from their supply chains are over 10 times greater than the GHG emissions they generate in their own operations. So that really drives home the need for us to be working collaboratively with our customers. By shifting long-haul shipments from truck to rail and by continuing to drive incremental locomotive efficiency, we can really have a positive impact in reducing GHG emissions. So I would say the fact that rails are four times more fuel efficient than long-haul trucking is definitely a strategic advantage. Uh, So for companies wanting and needing to take action, modal conversion to rail is an obvious solution. Now, I just want to assure everyone, uh, especially all of our customers and those uh, listening to the podcast, that I'm not completely naive. 
GHG emissions are one factor, one that continues to grow importance, but certainly we recognize that to attract a growing share of our customers' freight, service, ease of doing business, and the cost competitiveness of the end-to-end supply chain are all still table stakes. So CN's been the leader in terms of locomotive fuel efficiency for many years now. Now, how has CN been able to achieve this, and is there room for further improvement? So you're right, David. Uh, CN leads the industry, consuming about 15% less uh, locomotive fuel per gross ton mile than the North American rail industry average. We've improved our locomotive emissions intensity by over 40% since 1993. And that strong track record of fuel and carbon efficiency has enabled us to decouple our growth from our carbon emissions, meaning we are moving more of our customers' goods with less GHG emissions. But we are not satisfied. You know, given that roughly 85% of our GHG emissions come from our locomotive fleet, that's where our primary focus continues to lie. Unfortunately, there's no silver bullet solution. Instead, we take a silver bucket approach and we're pushing five key levers. Investing and upgrading our locomotive fleet, increasing our use of fuel efficient technologies, leveraging big data, improving our operating practices, and the other lever that's emerging that we see as being really quite important over the next five to 10 years is renewable fuels. Now, in terms of renewable fuels, CN recently announced an important pilot project. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? I would love to. Uh, CN and Progress Rail are working with REG, the Renewable Energy Group, to test high-level renewable fuel blends, including both biodiesel and renewable diesel. So this pilot will allow us to better understand the long-term durability and operational impacts of renewable fuels on our locomotives, especially in cold weather, uh, and will enable us to plan for any required modifications. So we'll be undertaking trials of up to 100% bio-based diesel. Renewable fuels will play a critical role in enabling all North American railways to meet their 2030 climate targets. And beyond rail, renewable fuel will also be key for the aviation industry's decarbonization efforts. So renewable fuel is a market primed for a boom. There will be a significant increase in demand that is completely unmatched by the current supply. David, you know the agricultural industry far better than I do, but from what I see, renewable fuel is possibly the biggest change in the agricultural space since ethanol in the early 2000s. It's a really great example of capitalizing on the transition to a lower carbon economy. I would agree with that 100%, Janet. This is true sea change in the ag space. This is the biggest change in the market since ethanol. Uh, And a lot of development on both sides of the border in Canada and the U.S. with a lot of touch points for CN as we see the expansion of renewable diesel production, the expansion of the production of renewable diesel feedstocks to meet that demand. It is very exciting times and we are going to see a lot of change here over the next couple of years. Now, in terms of uh, locomotive fuel sources, can you discuss some future trends? What's the expected pace of the adoption of hydrogen or battery electric locomotives? And what technology do you think will dominate? 
So um, as we think about the path to net zero 2050, and now I'm mostly talking beyond 2030, we do expect a range of alternative propulsion locomotive technologies. CN is very pleased to have recently announced its purchase of Wabtec's FlexDrive battery electric locomotive, which, when used in a consist operation, can reduce overall fuel consumption emissions by up to 30%. These kinds of pilots will help open the door to the wider deployment of new locomotive technologies. And I want to applaud the efforts to date of the other North American railways who are also working to advance alternative propulsion. My personal feeling is that our industry's ultimate solution to achieving net zero 2050 will likely include renewable fuels, battery electric, hydrogen, and potentially even the targeted deployment of catenary electric. Now, Janet, what are CN's near- and long-term greenhouse gas emissions targets? And do you think that the rail industry can ever reach zero GHG? Well, David, I have to believe that we can reach uh, net zero 2050, uh, but it will require an unprecedented level of collaboration and innovation. Keep in mind, CN itself is not in the business of manufacturing locomotives or producing fuel. But what I will say is the North American rail industry as a whole is sending loud and clear signals to suppliers, governments, clean tech, and other stakeholders about the need to, one, increase the availability and cost competitiveness of renewable fuels, and two, the need to develop the locomotive of the future. CN has committed to reduce our GHG emissions by 43% per million gross ton miles by 2030, based on 2019. And we further committed to having an approved net zero 2050 target by joining the business ambition for one and a half degrees and the race to zero campaign. As a mover of the economy, CN is committed to playing a key role in the transition to a lower carbon future. Thanks for your time, Janet. Thanks for listening to Grain Insight, an update from CN.